Hi, welcome to the Lima Reads podcast. This is where you can hear from Lima Public Library staff about our all-time favorite authors and stories and what we're currently reading. You may also hear news about the library and our community. Hi everyone, this is Danny, and I have a guest with me today named Sarah. Sarah, hi. Hello, how are you? I am fantastic. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. I'm so excited to talk about our roving reader book for this month. Uh, before we get started talking about that, can you tell our listeners kind of what you do in the library? Mm-hmm. I am a reference librarian, so you would find me generally at the Ask Here desk. Um, I also delve quite a bit into our outreach programming, and I do a lot of the genealogy work here. Sweet. All right, so what book are we talking about today? We are talking about The Stranger in the Woods, The Extraordinary Story of the Last True Hermit by Michael Finkel. Okay, and this looks like a nonfiction book, right? It is a nonfiction. It is uh, The Last True Hermit, so uh, it's true. <laughs> okay, so what what is a hermit for people who don't really know what that means? Well, the book actually spends a lot of time talking about what a hermit is and is not. Okay. Um, so that was actually one of the more interesting parts of the book because there are way more types of hermits than you would anticipate. Really? But in a general nutshell definition, a hermit is someone who um, moves away from society and kind of isolates themselves mm-hmm. from people especially, but often from technology and other modern conveniences. Okay. So why did this person decide to make themselves into a hermit? Or uh, is that like too telling? Is that going to no, reveal no, a big thing? No, that's not too telling. Of- um, the, uh, Michael Finkel, the author, talks about, he speculates a lot because mm-hmm. there is no real strong answer. Um, but it seems like uh, the person in question, whose name is uh, Chris Knight, uh, seems to have always had this kind of difficulty, um, how do I want to say, attaching himself to society. He didn't hate people. He didn't hate society. He just never really felt a part of it. (laughs) And he got to a point as a young man where he just wanted to stop trying, basically, and Mm -hmm. do things that made him happy. And what made him happy was to be alone with his thoughts. Cool. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if I could survive, but certainly (laughs) at one time or another, I felt like Mm-hmm. Getting away from everybody would well, be nice. Well, it's interesting because another thing the author talks about um, at great length, which was one of my favorite parts of the book's actually book, um, was that uh, there seems to be largely, in a general sense, two types of people. Um, the people who not only can successfully isolate themselves but thrive in that kind of environment where mm-hmm. they reach uh, a level of um, introspection and even living that a lot of people can't really mm-hmm. achieve because we're so busy with our everyday lives and our relationships and all the noise of just being you know surrounded in a community um, and then there are people who like myself and many people that I know that after a couple of days would start naming their toes so, <laughs> um, so what would you name your toes I'm curious <laughs> I'd have plenty of time to think about it so <laughs> true <laughs> hmm all right, so on the practical side, like, how does this person survive? Does he, like, hunt and fish? How does he yeah. eat and sleep? And mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that's kind of more of a survivalist, um, mm-hmm. someone who knows how you could drop them in the middle of whatever environment, Bear Gills, a famous person on TV, mm-hmm. you know, uh, has shows how that kind of situation can be done. He is not a survivalist. Chris Knight was not a survivalist. He was... Um, to put it in a less flattering way, but um, a coworker of mine actually kind of nailed it when she said he was a, a parasite, basically, a, a hermit hmm. parasite. 
in that what he was doing is that he would be going into vacation homes and places he knew um, nobody was home mm-hmm. nearby and raiding their pantries, mm-hmm. taking peanut butter and socks and razors and batteries and things mm-hmm. like that. Not on a huge level. Um, mm-hmm. And he never took anything like money or jewelry or things like that. It was strictly things he needed to live. Mm-hmm. But that's how he was surviving all this time was that he was basically breaking into places and mm-hmm. taking what he needed to live. So how, how long was he isolated or is he like still isolated? He's, he's, he's still living. He he is still alive. Um, he is no longer isolated. Uh, I don't want to exactly give too much of that away. Mm-hmm. Um, but he uh, over twenty five years, I believe it was. Wow, he was That's he was out there. And when you start to and this takes place in Maine, in northern mm-hmm. Maine. So mm-hmm. it, when you start to think about the winters mm-hmm. and things like that, especially, it becomes even more impressive. And I think that's what makes him remarkable for a lot of people is that, mm-hmm. you know, while not being a survivalist, he was able to stay alive. Mm-hmm. You know, in, exposed to a lot of conditions that other people would not have made it. Mm-hmm. So how was he finding shelter? Was he staying in these vacation homes that were empty, or did he have a different kind of setup? No, he, um, it took him a little while to kind of find his ideal location, but Mm -hmm. he did find an area where he was able to set up a camp, Mm -hmm. as it were, um, that he was able to make most conducive to survival conditions Mm -hmm. and while keeping it hidden from most, because that was important. He was actually very close to, um, people who were not only there during vacation seasons, but lived there year round, Mm -hmm. but he was so successful at um, creating a living space that and evading any kind of notice and that's one thing that um, people later uh, commented on was that when they would watch him move you know Mm -hmm. in the like how almost animal like he would move through the wood Hmm. never breaking a twig never leaving a track he wanted he didn't want anyone to know that he was there and people would walk by him that were feet away and never know it Interesting. That's mm-hmm. an impressive skill to develop. Yeah. So what is your favorite part of this story? Well, one of the things for me on a personal level, what I really um, found interesting is that he's, there's a lot of debate when it comes to Chris Knight and again, his psychology of, you know, not only what drove him to go into the woods, but what um, allowed him to stay there for so long. He went over 25 years without speaking to anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, most people would not last a week. Right. Um, and so they spend a lot of time looking at um, certain conditions, um, for example, like Asperger's. Mm-hmm. And um, having people who fit under that scope in my family, it was interesting to see how they were applying traits that are associated with that condition to Chris Knight and how it may have affected his ability Mm -hmm. to, you know, be out there alone and to, like I said, reach these levels of introspection and Mm -hmm. because he's a very brilliant man and he spent 25 years reading in the woods. So he, (laughs) he was very, very sharp, very, very mentally, you know, almost philosopher level. And, uh, but, you know, when people who um, sometimes are categorized under Asperger's do tend to have that kind of mental capacity of being very bright, very philosophical, very, you know, very logical, and um, all these different things that they were kind of applying to him. And they never said, oh, he has Asperger's. Mm -hmm. But just to try to say, well, maybe this is something that could be a part of who he is and why Mm -hmm. he was able to do that. And Mm -hmm. like I said, having people in my family who... um, I've 
doctors have said that you know this person may fall under the Asperger spectrum. Um, it was interesting to read those traits in someone else and to kind of think about it in that way. Mm -hmm. So who who would you recommend this story to? Who might enjoy it? Um, well, I know, talking to several people who don't normally read nonfiction but read it for book club, mm -hmm. um, they're very they're glad that they read it. Um, so it could be I would recommend it to people who wouldn't normally read nonfiction but like a good story mm -hmm. as a way to be like, well, you know, you should consider trying some nonfiction because I think a lot of people associate nonfiction with it being very dry and textbooky mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And this yeah. is a story, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there is a lot of really good information there, but mm -hmm. it is a really compelling story. Mm -hmm. So I think I would recommend it for people who are kind of not really interested in nonfiction or don't know where to start with nonfiction. Mm -hmm. um, I think that would be, this would be a great book for them to start with. And also people who um, are interested in situations where like again, I hesitate to say survivalist because he was not a survivalist, but who are find themselves in a situation where they are having to survive mm -hmm. in uh, situations that are extreme like that. Um, the things that he did um, to survive, uh, as far as combating the cold and mm -hmm. you know that sort of thing, uh, would be interesting to them. And uh, I mean, I, I think it's really. Like I said, people are surprised that they like it. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I think anybody who's willing to read a good story, an interesting story, um, would really enjoy it. All right. Well, thank you, Sarah, for coming and talking about this book. So we've got one more Roving Readers Book Club discussion happening at our partner location, Fino Bellissimo, on Tuesday, July 24th at 5.30. Anyone is welcome to join us. So even if you don't have a chance to pick up the book and read it between now and then, feel free to stop by and say hello and um, join the discussion. Thanks for listening to Lima Reads. Keep the conversation going by commenting on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Lima Public Library. 